Hey loves, welcome to the Soulful Self-Care Sessions. I'm Pleasance, your host for this sometimes magical, sometimes sciencey, sometimes super woo podcast. My intention is to create a supportive, loving home for your soul. Together, let's explore the ancient wisdom teachings of yoga, Ayurveda, and Eastern philosophy right alongside modern science, well-being, and lifestyle design. Here, we live into the questions, and we don't pretend to have all the answers. I deeply appreciate your support, and I really hope that this inspires you to have more joy and ease every single sacred day. Oh, Christine, are you there? Hi. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. Um, Okay, welcome, everybody. I invited Christina here today to talk about one of our most super fabulous, juicy, delicious topics, (laughs) which we're both, both obsessed with. And so part of what the intention is with these podcast episodes and these sessions is to invite real life women, real life um, thrivers and women in my life and women who've taken some of our courses um, to talk about the impact, to talk about the shifts and the changes. And specifically today, um, Christina and I are going to talk about law of attraction and how the principles of law of attraction have impacted her lifestyle, mentality, relationships. And I have just been so thrilled to see the energy and the lightness that you have embodied, Christina, as you began this journey and really were open to making some shifts and changes. So welcome, welcome. Thank you. Like I said yesterday to you, I am so nearsighted. <laughs> well, that's the story of my life. So there you go. <laughs> we got to get over that, right? That's, that's know, how I we know. roll. That's just how we roll. Um, okay. So what I want you to start with is um, I want you to start with how the, the question that I'm interested in right now is around um, how you see soulful self-care, how you take care of yourself. And then you can kind of move into where you were, you know, a year ago and where you are now. So soulful self-care for me has meant really just paying attention. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think is the biggest lesson that I've learned through working with you through Thrive and now Thrive Squared. Um just like just stopping the the cycle I was on, you know, sort of the treadmill I was on and just stepping off and just noticing how I'm feeling. That was, I think, the biggest aha moment I had was, you know, my body was telling me stuff and I just was not listening to it. I was just pushing through everything and, you know, should, I should do this, I should do that. Um, and once I just sort of stopped and thought, well, that doesn't feel good in my body. You know, doing that exercise really doesn't feel good in my body. Um, This anxiety that I was feeling all the time, you know, just getting, just being on a short leash, you know, my temper would flare up all the time Mm. and just, just listened to my body. Mm -hmm. It all started to make sense. And then, you know, kind of the, once I started, it was like the results were so fast. They just happened so fast. I was like, whoa, okay. I want more of that. I want more of that. I want to feel better. That feels better. I'm going to keep doing that. You know, I was like, even just drinking warm water. I was like, whoa, my, I mean, I just feel better. My digestion feels better. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, that makes sense. I don't know why that makes sense, but it makes sense. You know, it's kind of that part you talk about magical mm-hmm. part of it. There's also science involved and, but it just feels good. So I'm going to do it. Yeah. That sort of question that we always ask, like, how's that working for you? Or how does that feel? And not, it's like such a dance between like Western, like wanting to know, I have to know the science. Like it's so great that it backs it up. And at the same time, there's so much more magic and mystery and you know, like stuff that we can't ever describe or 
sort of prove and that's okay. It's like the science is the masculine energy. The science Mm -hmm. really holds the brain, really says like, yes, 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 prove. And the letting go and just feeling, oh my God, this feels so good. That's divine feminine. Exactly. Right. And we don't, we just live in a world in a society where we don't really honor her as much and we don't let her live here too. And so kind of dropping in and letting her live here. um, I have a lot of masculine energy. So that felt really scary and new to me when I started approaching my life that way. But just like you said, it was like more good feeling. Oh, this just feels so good. And I don't actually need to know why, 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 (laughs) you know? Exactly. Yeah. Just it's working and it's making the people around me feel better. Um, And when you say in my body, like my body telling Mm. me, and I wasn't listening, give me some specific examples. Like what did you feel? Cause I know I use that language a lot and I say Mm. it and um, I, some people have said, I don't know what you mean. So what does that mean Uh, to you? And what does that mean specifically in your body? For me, I started having for real panic attacks after I graduated college and started working. Mm. Um, And I thought, wait a second, what is it? Like, am I having a heart attack? What is happening? And I just, I had no idea. And so I went to a doctor, of course, and they just wanted me to take these pills that made me feel very strange. And I was like, okay, I don't want to do that. I don't want to feel numb, totally numb. So that is kind of how I found my way into a yoga studio. I mean, I had dabbled a little bit, um, but I found my way to this yoga studio and I was like, I have found my place. I Mm -hmm. felt so good after. And it wasn't the really sweaty kind of yoga. It was the let's move and breathe and connect our breath to our movement and then lay down and rest Mm -hmm. at the end (laughs) kind of yoga. Mm -hmm. I mean, amazing and it just so that helps with the panic attacks but then I did still have a low sort of a low level anxiety I always it's in the pit of my stomach I felt like there was just a knot there Um, sometimes you know like if I would get sort of I call it just getting kind of amped up like something would happen or somebody would say something to me that would just didn't feel good and then my whole body would just flush with heat and my my extremities would actually start to feel a little numb mm-hmm. um and then I would get just kind of shaky or just you know I just felt like I wasn't in my body mm-hmm. I just felt like sick a little bit even sometimes I would feel like I was gonna throw up mm-hmm. um it was just always there that just kind of low level disease in my in my stomach and my solar plexus like it was just all there and you know so then I would feel bloated a lot I would feel like my digestion was just off. Mm-hmm. Like, um, too much was going on or not enough was going on. And, you know, I was trying to do all the right things with eating the things, you know, we talk about <laughs> the smoothies and the, all the greens, just greens, greens, greens all the time. Right. Kale. Mm-hmm. Yay, but it was all raw mm-hmm. and it wasn't helping me, but I just kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And my husband even would be like, okay, so what are you eating? Cause mm-hmm. that probably has something to do with it. And I was like, but it's all the things, you know? So that anxiety was just always there. And I would get really emotional at the drop of a hat. Like my daughter would look at me funny and mm-hmm. like my anger would rise up. Mm-hmm. So the moment I started paying more attention to that, and like the thing somebody would say to me would start making me feel that way, then I didn't really know what to do with it at first, you know, mm-hmm. before a year ago, I really didn't know what to do with it. I would, you know, I would listen to things and they'd say, breathe. And, you know, I, of course I, I was still doing yoga, but it just, it hadn't clicked yet. Mm-hmm. The, the emotional piece, and the spiritual piece, mm-hmm. um, because I was still, I was still feeling in a very masculine place. Mm-hmm you know work and all those kind of things going on too and I think so really for me that was it it was the just anxiety and I know that you know people feel it in different places but for me it was much more in my in my gut Mm -hmm. and then I was always I was getting migraines a lot Mm -hmm. and sometimes they were the ones where you can't really see very well and sometimes my head just felt really heavy but I was never super clear. My mind was never super clear. Mm -hmm. Um, So I couldn't make 
great decisions. You know, I was, I was numbing and, and doing those kind of things that we talked about a lot. I mean, watching a lot of TV and drinking a lot of wine, mm, you know, mm-hmm. eating a ton of cheese. And I crave salty things, not sweet things. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my relationships were suffering. Mm-hmm. I just didn't to do, you know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, really, it kind of all started spiraling. My dad passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. That was really, like, the final thing. And mm-hmm. we were moved mm-hmm. to state from South Carolina back to D.C. area. Mm-hmm. And I just was, I was just in a bad place. And I was, it was weird because at one point, I was just flipping around TV on the Amazon. And that that movie, The Secret, kept popping up. Mm-hmm. That it told me I should watch mm-hmm. based on other things, I guess. And I was like, what? Oh, is that the thing about Shakespeare? Like, I thought it was that thing about how Shakespeare is not one guy, it's a bunch of guys, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And so I looked at it, and then I was, that was the first like law of attraction time I heard that phrase. But I thought it was kind of hokey. Okay, so let's but move into that because yeah. let's what people think it is and why. Yeah. Um, it doesn't resonate with people and then how we kind of, because here's the thing, you know, I think one of the things I'm, that I'm curious about in your story and in lots of our, and all of our stories of like healing and transformation and moving towards self-compassion and self-love and -hmm. acceptance is like, it's not one thing. Right. It's not like you're like, oh, it was that warm water. (laughs) And once I started drinking the warm water, I really, so it's not one thing. Yeah. You know, in general, it's not fast. Like it's, it's, um, it takes time. However, something that you said is such at the heart of law of attraction and I'm studying and reading and researching and practicing up a storm and like experimenting that holy crap, like I've been teaching for so many years that it's not one thing and it doesn't, it's not short, mm-hmm. like it, it takes, a, it takes time. But now I'm hearing more and more, if I teach and guide and mentor people and say, do what feels good mm-hmm. and move towards things that feel good more often and keep in that higher vibration, feeling good state, I'm Mm -hmm. noticing, Christina, that they are making changes and feeling better and paying attention to their life and what they love way faster Mm -hmm. than when I was approaching it through healthy habits and healthy lifestyle changes. It's almost Mm -hmm. like in my mind over the past three, four, five years, if we didn't have our physical body, mental health, and like rhythm and routine in a good place, I did not think we could make higher level consciousness and transformation part of daily life. Like my, the way I was approaching it was body, like our animal body first, and then we can go into the woo and we can start being high vibe. I think I'm changing my mind. Mm. I think that in this past 18 months, I'm noticing people who are really shifting and making these incredible energetic shifts in their life, then it's energizing them and impacting mm-hmm. their daily life so that they go to bed early, so that yeah. they wake up at 5 a.m. and jump into their life and their day because they're filling it with things that feel better to them and they're the creators. So this is like, I have the chills because this is yeah. like such a weird time for me because I've been teaching it one way and I'm like no mm-hmm. I actually think it's the other way so I know I have the tingles and the biggest smile on my face right now too because it's you're, like you're right. and, and you know what like it it what a gift like if people don't have to go through if people don't have to go through so much time and so many like complicated, messy, thrashing about like, ah, 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 like dealing with all their crap. If they can just move closer to the things that feel good, really start to engage with higher vibrational every day. There's practices, which we'll talk about, right? But yeah. 
and then they feel inspired to take better care of themselves and engage in their life. Like, man, that is amazing. That is the gift of a lifetime, you, you know? Yeah. Cause then it doesn't feel like just one more thing to mm-hmm. add. Mm-hmm. Just one more. Okay. So, do this one thing. Totally. Do this one thing, you know? Okay. So talk about the secret, why it's hokey and <laughs> then what happened now or how you see law of attraction now and what it actually looks like in your life. Yeah. So, yeah, so that movie definitely, it felt very superficial, like, just do these things and you'll get the castle you want or the car you want and all, you know, but, but at the heart of it, the message is still the same of actually you are in control. You are empowered to make your life different if you Mm -hmm. want it to be. Um, So I think that was under, it is underlying that whole movie, but it's just, I don't, yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know exactly why they chose to do it that way. I guess, the, you know, it sounds more exciting to people that, oh my gosh, I can manifest a million dollars tomorrow, you know, but the underlying message really stuck with me. And then I started thinking about it and I was like, okay, so I am empowered. I think that was the key for me, not feeling like the victim. Mm-hmm. Not that like everything's just happening to me all the time, but that I got to do work on myself and go in myself and figure it out. What can I do? You know, what are the things that feel good? Mm-hmm. What can I do um, to set myself up to feel good every day? Mm-hmm. And even if something does happen that doesn't feel great, still actually kind of honoring that thing or that person or that situation and saying, okay, well, so at least that shows me, you know, the contrast that there's mm-hmm. this thing, you know, I definitely know I don't want more of that. So how can I just say thank you <laughs> and move on? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, you know, obviously it's like the 80, 20, it's not a hundred percent, but what I started doing, you know, especially with, with your help and your teachings and you sort of leading me to these other teachers and other podcasts mm-hmm. and other blogs, you know, that, it just, it's the little, little, it's not, it wasn't like all of a sudden the next day, you know, my life was totally different, but I started noticing, you know, the appreciation of, wow. I mean, even the things I think are terrible actually have taught me a lot and I can learn from that and then decide, do I want to stick with that? Oh, hello. Christine, are you there? All right, I'll try to reconnect. Are you back? Oh, I'm back. Okay, there you are. Okay, so go How ahead. Much you meant? How much did you? <laughs> okay, so I lost you at things are terrible. Like when things are not good, you're learning mm-hmm. from them and then pivoting and, and shifting and redirecting. Yeah. So the biggest thing was over the summer when we, when I reached out to you and I said, I mean, I knew that you did thrive and I was like, you know, Pleasance, I need more of Pleasance in my life. I think this will help me, you know? And I said, Mm -hmm. well, so these things are going on with me. Is that something that you can help me with? And you were like, well, actually, yes, (laughs) let's talk. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I was really, I mean, I was just like at in the dumps. Right. Mm -hmm. But you you help me see that there's so many ways that I can just be empowered myself to mm-hmm. not be, you know, mm-hmm. um, we were looking for a new place to live and I was just blaming the place that we were living on feeling terrible. Mm-hmm. Then, okay, so let me just think about what I do want and not just what I don't want. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and then it turned into, okay, well, you know, I sat down with my daughter and I said, where do we want to live? What do we want that place to have? And so we made this list and then of course, right? Like a few weeks later, we found that place mm-hmm. and it had been this long process before that of like, oh, and this doesn't have this exact thing we need in it, you know, but once we got clear about, well, this is what I want and we just mm-hmm. wrote it down and talked about it for a while, there it was. And every morning when I wake up, I say, wow, I get to wake up here. Thank you for, you know, this, that's part of my appreciation in the morning, you know, and I get myself set up that way when I know that it may be a little more difficult. 
um, I just set myself up and I say, this is, these are the things that I'm really thankful for Uh appreciating and other things might happen too, but all will be well. Uh And I think that's the biggest key of all the law of attraction teaching that I've taken and I, and I think about throughout my day, not just Uh at one part of the day. The, all of the like appreciation and gratitude and then sort of honoring that like all as well. Exactly. And of course it takes, you know, when you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I have no money in the bank. Like, it's really hard to think, oh, okay. All I have to do is just think I want more and I'll get, you know, it, it, that took some time (laughs) to be like, okay, yes, there are these other things going on, but if I can just feel happy and thankful for what I do have, Uh then more of that will come to me. Uh And you'll see it and you'll look for it. So like an example of this is like my talking about some law of attraction stuff and some money stuff. And like the next day he got a check in the mail for like $2 and 89 cents from something like an old funny thing. And I was like, there it is. Look, the money (laughs) is flowing to us. And he was like, you're crazy and it's two dollars and I was like no dude a check just came in the mail that's called coming like I think that you know one of the things that we look for are these giant like million dollars and blah 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 and like I just it's so much more fun to set the intention for what you want and then find all the ways that it comes to you Like when you let go of the outcome, when you let go of like how it has to be and what you think it's going to be, you just look for magic every day. You look for the proving. Like that's what they say is like, Mm -hmm. look for the ways in which you already have all you need. And I think it's fascinating, first of all, and second of all, so much more fun. It's so fun to live this way. It's so fun to think this way and to change like I do this all the time if I notice that I'm starting to my mind is starting to shut down around something and like my mind like will like go in a million directions and then it will like start to close in so that I think I'm like actually controlling my life and that I'm like actually controlling like if I think it through enough if I do enough then this will be the outcome right like that's hocus pocus so not true like it's just not (laughs) but I think it is especially as I get in fear or some of those other fear shame guilt um they really trigger that in me the unknown right I think this is probably common and probably triggered in a lot of people but when I see that it's happening now I just like take a big breath and I almost like open my chest and open my arms and I'm like no how can I let go more how can I release so that I can engage with my life. Then I start the creative process, right? Which I know is something you do. Like we then, I get the notebook or I'll get the big chart paper and then I'll just make brainstorm bubbles and I'll start, maybe I'll put it into my little gratitude box. Like, what do I want? What is the job description or the, like, so an example from my life is that my virtual assistant who I've had for two years, like we're separating and the idea, that I'd have to take over all the details is like super scary and freaky to me because I'm terrible at that. Like I, yeah, just because I can, doesn't mean I should like my, that's not my zone of genius. So, um, originally I started getting really tight, like emailing people, calling people, writing the job description. Like I started like thinking, 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 and in fear of like trying just to hire someone and just like grab from scarcity, like anything I could. Then all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This does not feel good. How could this feel good? So then I sat down and I'm like, okay, well, let's play with this. I made a big chart with like little um, soulful self-care in the middle. And then branching out of it, I'm like, well, who could support this? Who are the people? What do I need? What is the team? What are we building here? What are we doing? And all of a sudden, my energy, my emotions and how I was feeling was just rising and rising and rising. And I was like, yes, I love leading teams. Like I love working with people. I love having conversations and having women support the work we do. And 
that from that state, I attracted this amazing, just amazing little relationships and people who came in and people who are taking things over. And now we've got a community manager and thrive and another thriver is helping me um, behind the scenes. And I also attracted a new VA who can do a lot of stuff. Like it just flowed much better because I was from, I was feeling so good rather than feeling so afraid and getting caught up in the details. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. that is the other key is moving from the scarcity mm-hmm. to the abundance mm-hmm. mindset. That was the other big shift mm-hmm. too was, okay, stop thinking, you know, the, the I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I yeah. don't have enough. I don't yeah. have time. You know, I don't, I don't have the car I want or I don't have the hat, you know, all that kind of stuff or the job or the people at my job are mean or, mm-hmm. you know, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, all that the not feeling empowered mm-hmm. and finally I was like oh yeah you know and you you led me to that mm-hmm. that is not you're telling that story mm-hmm. and I told myself I was really good at telling myself that story oh me too I know and, and you know all the stuff of like you're not creative enough you're not a good teacher mm-hmm. you're not you know, the best mom in the world and mm-hmm. just all of that and it, and it is something we're all, we're all, we're all conditioned mm-hmm. to think from, you know, watching our parents and watching other people around us. Well, and like masculine society, like patriarchy, mm-hmm. where women aren't thin enough or beautiful enough or not a good enough mom. And also the feminist movement, which I love, love, love and I'm part of, yeah. like that yeah. we also have taken on like all the roles and all the things. And how does that feel now? Like if we're just setting ourselves up to not feel successful, like at anything, because we're doing it all, quote unquote, there's this whole thing about doing it all, but then nothing about what we were going to, what, what sat and sacrifice is not what, what priorities, what choices um, that we are going to make in the name of that life, you know? Um, Yeah. I think that it's that the, okay, so here's how it layers for me with these other wisdom traditions that blows my mind. Ayurveda is the study of life knowledge, right? It's a study of life and um, the science of life, the science of living, the teachings and the knowledge of life and living. And the foundational teaching of Ayurveda is that you learn to mother yourself You ask yourself, how can I like nourish and take care of myself today? And that you use nature as your teacher. That Mm. that nature and that mother nature knows all, is all knowing. She is harmony. She, She has all the lessons. She has all of life within her. And that our dis-ease in modern life is because we are so disconnected from our biggest teacher, the divine mother, earth. And, and nature, the, the rain, the sun, the mess, um, watching the harmony and flow, watching the rhythm that happens every day, morning, night, you know, um, mm-hmm. night turns to morning, like the seasons, all these things. And the same with us as, as bodies, as living, breathing souls and beings that we too have that, those same seasons and cycles. And when you look out, you just see abundance. Like it's got this, it's got this intelligence that we don't often acknowledge. And if we use from, again, from this Ayurvedic perspective, if we use mother nature and the earth to offer us, to gift us her knowledge, we don't have to be so afraid. Yeah. Like, we don't have to have that scarcity mentality if we turn to earth and season and cycle to trust that all is well. And that the bigger stuff that's happening is just so um, out of our daily control. Um, and the, here's where it gets really, really, really tricky. And if you have any insights on this, I'd love I'd love to hear because part of what I'm oh, still really, really studying and thinking about and trying to have conversations about is around like poverty, race, trauma, um, money, you know, these areas where 
um, I, I just don't want to be out spreading like, oh, you brought that on yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't see these teachings that are intersecting with Ayurveda and law of attraction and even positive psychology now because I'm di- like in, the, in a deep dive on that. And it's all just kind of saying the exact same stuff as law of attraction, yeah. which I love. <laughs> um, yeah. But is that I'm not yet in a place to sort of talk and understand the race, poverty, trauma and like the, the money situations that um, I just don't think people are necessarily attracting it to them but in ayurveda we do have um like past life and um ancestral passings like our our hierarchy our ancestry is in ourselves so sometimes it's passed through us and to us and so i'm just that that intersection is like kind of where in my mind i'm not clear yet i'm thinking through i'm journaling i'm listening i'm reading so how do you see that complicated aspect of it (laughs) yeah so the thinking like okay well we're so privileged and that's why we feel like we can do this yes like it's a privileged conversation to even have and how do we deal with genocide and um bias and you know trauma and and shooting black men (laughs) you know like are there i don't think they're attracting it to themselves um and this is just it feels so like challenging to even have these conversations in this way and not just in person face to face where we can really hear each other um, like as a society and talk about it. But this is the area that comes up a lot where people are like, oh, that's so nice for you to think about law of attraction, but I can't afford to. Yeah, I think, I mean, I guess it kind of all goes back to feeling empowered or not. And maybe you know maybe it's these the kids that are rising up you know in the high school Mm -hmm. in florida maybe it's those guys that are going to lead this charge at least in that field you know Mm -hmm. it's kind of like it does have to come from them too Mm -hmm. and i feel like they feel empowered Mm -hmm. now they feel the support of um, all these other women and all these other parents Mm -hmm. that feel like they've kind of been banging their head against the wall trying to get something passed Mm -hmm. something with laws or you know something to happen but I think those kids those kids are going to just change everything with what they've been able to do so far or one of the things I like to say too is not like them and those but like ours and we Like our kids, like our, like not dividing and seeing it as us and them, but saying like these, okay. So at a higher level, teachings are available to all of us. These are not expensive. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, the podcast Mm -hmm. is free. The conversation, like even just understanding, wrapping your head around it is like something that's accessible. Although phones and podcasts and all that is also already (laughs) privileged, (laughs) right? Like again, these layers are literally what I think about all the time and sort of how to pick at it. And I don't know, I don't have the answer, but I know one of the things that I'm doing is not separating us in language. Um, I'm trying to be clear about what I see, which is black men getting shot and how we as human beings who are part of mother nature, like I'm always looking for the ways to connect us. I'm always looking for the ways that common human existence, common human experience, what do we all go through? And what we all have in common are these thoughts, are these ways of being. And most of us, just like, you know, sort of deeper layers of law of attraction now from the scientific perspective, Dr. Joe Dispenza and talking about the habit of being yourself, the habit of your personality is something that we all do have. So, um, pulling apart some of those threads, just like you said around like, well, what if we are to rise up? What if we are to feel empowered? What if the time has come where we all link arms and say enough? Um, And how, and how we can use these powerful ways of creating to build the communities that we want. And just because we aren't there in person, thinking this way and talking this way and having these kind of conversations together, we are putting that mm-hmm. out into, mm-hmm. into the universe. Like our vibrations mm-hmm. 
do have a, they keep going. It's not just, you know, so we don't have to be there in person. That's amazing if we can, Mm -hmm. but because we are talking about this and and you are spreading this, your circles, circles, you know, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think that's partly why things are changing. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like they are. Mm -hmm. I know it feels like they aren't as well, but. No, I definitely see it. I mean, but again, I'm stay close to other visionaries and light workers and healers who are do you know who are shedding light on a lot of pain and suffering that's always been there and now yeah. we're bringing it to the surface because the time has come like enough is enough in, in yes. a lot of ways um there's one other thing i wanted to say about that which was and i think you listened to this too so both christina and i listened to the jess lively show which has taken just like a radical shift in the past two years really towards law of attraction and higher consciousness and um uh she had an episode recently, probably a few months ago, maybe two months ago, where at the end, she, she has people interview about her about law of attraction. And one of her friends at like really talked to her about this, this race and class and issue and um, poverty. And she just did like her friend would really had a block around all of this because she couldn't kind of um, bring these two things together. And what Jess said from one of the things that Jess had read and learned was that it's even privileged and small thinking and maybe even narcissistic to think that we know what someone else is feeling or going through. Mm. And so what they were saying was that like, how do you know that that blank person, again, if you separate and think they, theirs, me, mine, oh, they are so unhappy they don't have anything. I have to go in and fix it. I have to suffer because they're suffering. This whole mentality is very sticky because it, we don't know what other people's experience are. And we have all, I mean, in one of my courses in Thrive Squared and, and Thrive, I asked you guys to watch the movie Happy, the documentary Happy, because it really expands our awareness and our knowledge of just globally what is going on. When we might sit in our home and think, oh, the world is such a terrible place and all these, they, you know, insert any socioeconomic color, class, gender, they're so miserable and I have to come and help it. And then everybody's being pulled down Mm -hmm. rather than, I'm going to move up my vibrational ladder, my emotional scale to feel awesome, attract awesome, see abundance, and then get out in the world and do the work from that state, right? Like from allowing, allowing myself to have the whole range of emotional experience, allowing myself to be um, one and then allowing others to have that. Did you, do you remember that episode or the end of that? Did you hear that? I don't remember that, but that is something that I have heard mm-hmm. on recordings for sure. Mm-hmm. That, you know, the allowing you have to, you know, when people ask questions about like, what about when this, you know, awful thing happens and I see it, you know, how can I do that? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the teaching is always, well, I mean, you, you are you, like you just said, mm-hmm. you work your way up to get to that abundance mentality. And then, you know, yes, like attracts like, and you're making a difference in the world in your own life. And then you have to allow the other people, you know, hopefully maybe you're influencing that. Maybe then they become a part of your circle, but you just don't know. It's the, it's like the butterfly effect. Mm -hmm. It's just all these things. Like we are all connected because we are all, just energy Mm -hmm. and we're just moving around and bumping into each other Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) it really I don't know it's like you know the more I just open up to that kind of thinking of oh I am just energy and I am mostly water and we are made of stardust you know and all that kind of stuff and it's like oh okay yeah so I am influencing the world around me Mm -hmm. and the way I'm thinking and the way I'm feeling 
And so just knowing that, you know, okay, maybe that, maybe that's what I can do. And maybe that is enough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, there is the guilt and there's the, Oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I didn't go to that March or, you know, I didn't go and volunteer at the thing, but then I don't know if that's not the thing that makes me feel like I'm moving up my emotional ladder. Mm-hmm. Is that okay that I didn't go do that thing? You know, that that's the kind of stuff right. that I think about too. But then I realize that with what I do every day with my job is affecting hundreds of kids. Mm-hmm. With right, right, right. So maybe, you know, me just working on me and being high vibe, and I know that I'm affecting my coworkers mm-hmm. because I've, I have like actually seen it mm-hmm. and I feel it mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And they then are working with other children, whether they're you know, college children or whether they're, you know, out of school where there was a shooting yesterday. Mm-hmm that affects them so then that's how they teach and then you know so it mm-hmm. those kind of things you know just teach out right like I was just with I don't know I guess it was like 600 kids this weekend helping them perform mm-hmm. and I wasn't the one that physically taught them to dances or physically made their costume or you know any of those things mm-hmm. I was just in the room with them for hours before they went on the stage mm-hmm. and, you know my vibration my energy affected them mm-hmm. either in a great way or maybe they were more nervous or maybe they were frustrated with me or you know but then that is going to affect them and how they interact with their family and how they interact with their friends mm-hmm. and I mean we all do make a huge difference mm-hmm. whether we really know it or not mm-hmm. so I mean I don't want to make it like you know letting ourselves off the hook <laughs> to not do things in the world that will help mm-hmm. but I don't know it just I, I feel like that can be enough too well I think it's exactly right like to sort of like come full circle is that like how we I mean I think one of the things that I've been really sort of reflecting on and contemplating is like especially as a former classroom teacher and sort of the impact at that level. Now I'm raising up my own kiddos. And if I am home, mm-hmm. really anxious and overwhelmed and on social media and upset and reading newspapers and kind of um, disconnecting from my family because I'm so worried about the world, um, mm-hmm. I am losing the opportunity to actually be here and raise my children with connection, with love, with humility, with grace, with grit, with resilience, like the things that are super important to me. I actually have to put down the paper and the social media and the stress and the anxiety to show up and raise my children. Yes. And if I do that, will, you know, the big question is like, will the impact on the world um, be enough because one of the things that I sort of feel that's kind of controversial sometimes is that I want more people, women, like home parenting their children. Like we Mm. cannot leave it up to anyone else. I hear a lot of people blaming schools for stuff. (laughs) Um, And I always just want to look at the mirror of ourselves and see like, if our kiddos are anxious, is that what we are? If our lives are too busy and our, we feel stressed out, is that what they're seeing? Is that what we're modeling? Do we want our girls to grow up and be raised by women, you know, living the life that we're living? If the answer is yes, and you're standing in that, like, awesome. Um, yeah. But if there's something in there that's very triggering when I ask you those questions, like, let's look at it. Like, let's be these the women that we want to be. Let's stand up in our lives And so when my fear and overwhelm and anxiety around social justice begins to take over my life and I lose my home base, which are my kiddos and my husband, um, I know that I need to zoom out and again, reset, meditate, relax, like put my feet, take off my shoes and put my feet in the backyard and just come back to that wholeness that not only am I enough, 
but so is nature. So is abundance. So are my kiddos. And that I um, can kind of breathe in that space. And then you know what happens? I'm literally walking around the street, smiling, high vibing, and people are coming up for hugs, handing me flowers. I'm like, oh, thank you. I love that smiling. Everyone, I mean, strangers, how are you? Good. How are you? Like, people just feel it. They're attracted. And it's like, boom, 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 boom. We're just vibing off of each other. And that is addictive. And that in a, in a good way, <laughs> that's a way better feeling than how I used to live my days, right? Hiding behind alcohol and cigarettes and drugs and boys and like, just like, you know, that did not feel good. Let me put it that way. So, yeah. um, so is there anything? Okay. So to wrap up, what would you say to someone who's like, how do I start? I love all the things you guys are talking about, but I don't know where to begin. What would you say? What do you think? Man, I know I should have known this question was coming. I mean, I didn't know until right now. So there's no way you could have known. <laughs> so what did I do? I, I don't know. I think the thing that I did was just get, get curious. Mm-hmm. So like, the you know movie that kept popping up and the tv kept telling me to watch Mm. it I was like okay I'll give that a try and then I sat with that and then I thought well who is this person they're talking about in that movie who's that person Mm. I I listened to the YouTube and I you know because all that stuff is free on YouTube pretty much Mm -hmm. like any law of attraction any Abraham you know any of that Mm -hmm. I thought about okay well who in my life do I feel like embodies the thing that I want Mm mm-hmm Yes. So let me reach out to that person and see if maybe they can help me. And I just started, you know, trying things yeah. and not everything stuck. And that's mm-hmm. fine. You mm-hmm. know, I kind of, for me, I know for myself that I'm a very, you know, physical person. Mm-hmm. So I knew like, oh gosh, my body's not feeling good. I got to get back to feeling good in my body which for me meant you know okay well I'm gonna do this like crazy exercise thing and see how that goes mm-hmm. and I to the chiropractor a bunch of times so mm-hmm. I, like, <laughs> I did that um maybe not so good for me so I just kind of tried all these things I guess you know just being curious and just trying stuff mm-hmm. and then you know of course that led me to you and that led me mm-hmm. to kind of have deeper relationships with some other people I work with that were sort of also interested in hearing me talk about this new Mm -hmm. stuff and just finding a few things and just just doing it Mm -hmm. you know drinking warm water and standing in the grass like Mm -hmm. those are two things that changed my life Mm -hmm. who knew you know oh also the rubbing my feet with Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. now I just my body and I'm like wow I feel so great Mm -hmm. but no, it's, and, and also the, the taking, taking should out of my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. That was a cool experiment. Mm-hmm. So I guess in a nutshell, trying things, reaching out to people that, that have the thing that you feel like you might want. Yeah. I mean, I hear what I hear you saying, like moving towards what you want. And part of doing that, which you said early on, was moving away from what doesn't feel good and moving away. And so that's the exploration and the curiosity piece of it is that we're moving towards what feels good. And sometimes we don't know what that is. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, I thought maybe it meant that I had to run away from the things. Mm, that, yes. <laughs> like, oh, that's the thing I got to do. I just got to run away from yes. that thing. Yeah. Everything will be fine. And I, I have realized that that mm. is not what I need to do mm-hmm. like actually staying and working through mm-hmm. myself and what I can be empowered to do has now made the place that I wanted to run away from the place that I want to stay and that I appreciate every day mm-hmm. and that's okay too you know a lot of things you hear are like oh you know follow your bliss and follow your dreams and all this but you're always like well I don't know what that is uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so quit my job. And no, it doesn't mean you have to quit your job. But uh-huh. like, change your mind about how you feel about that job, maybe. I mean, maybe in some cases, of course, you should leave the XYZ situation if it's like really 
hurting you. Mm-hmm. But I realized, oh, in the past I've run away and I just keep going to the same place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is such an important piece. And I think this is when it all changes. I mean, it's exactly what you're saying. It's not necessarily a you have to stay or you have to go. But what you learn was your habit of going and thinking that will be better and that will be better. And what law of attraction always says is like, you have to feel good where you are right now in order to clearly like to have those feelings um, so that you can attract new experiences and or you're not the first person who has come to me and been like, I'm staying in the, I hired you and started working with you to help me leave something. And through the work, I actually found so much joy and um, space and attention in my own inner being and in my own life that I'm, I'm really gifting where I'm at. And maybe one day it will change and I'll still continue to follow flow and still continue to be curious and, and move through everything. But I also um, can stay and that is freedom. Yes. When you can stay and feel free wherever you are, that you are completely at home and at ease wherever you are. It's not about the new job. It's not about the new house. It's not about the new relationship. It's not about that. It's about what is here and um What's the line? Like, I thank you, right? Thank you. I appreciate it. More, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. So, and that really, I think, is why, you know, like I've stopped that cycle. Mm-hmm. I start going back and looking at, okay, so when has this happened before in my life? I'm like, oh gosh, mm-hmm. <laughs> been in the same job mm-hmm. just. To- Maybe let's think about what am I doing and how. Yes. Yes. I mean, and it's just amazing. That is really um, the gift of a lifetime. And listen, again, like I said, you probably will change jobs eventually. You will follow something else. Something else will come to you, but not because you're running away and not because you're proving an outcome and not because of ego, more just out of curiosity and exploration because all living things are always growing in regenerating, right? Like, or degenerating, and you're making a choice um, in that matter. So, you know, it's really powerful. Yeah. Um, Christina, thank you so much for sharing your experience and um, hopefully we'll continue to have these conversations around things that are relevant and of service to our community. And it's also super fun just to have someone to have a conversation with. (laughs) Yes, likewise. I think. Um, Okay, (laughs) awesome. So thanks, Christina. Have a great day. Thank you, Pleasance. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. May you be happy, (laughs) may you be safe, may you be healthy, and may you live with ease. See ya. See ya.